Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the NRL Bulldogs Fans Podcast. Yes, thank you, Steve Allen. Scotty, we're two days out from the start of uh, the Bulldogs Premiership for 2023. How exciting. Super exciting. There's a massive build-up. Uh, we spoke a bit about the content being released that's, I think, added to the build-up in the last episode. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, new coach, uh, an old boy back. He's not playing this week, but an old boy back in the top 30. A um, lot and of excitement around Belmore. Um, and we're playing for points. Yes. It's real. It's the real deal now. The trials mean nothing. Well, the preseason challenge means nothing now. That's right. And now, uh, to the listeners listening, this is going to be a bit of a quicker episode. We're just going to go through the team lineup, a couple of reactions that we have uh, have ourselves or have heard from other people, um, go into a bit of some injury news, and we'll do a full episode next week. But round one, Saturday, 3 p.m., NRL action, Scotty. It's the uh, worst team in the competition hosting the Canterbury Bank Sound Bulldogs. I should say the worst club in the competition hosting the Canterbury Bank Sound Bulldogs. Yeah, the club that everyone hates. That's it. Bulldogs team lineup at fullback. The person that has won the race, Hayes Perham. So that was reported on uh, probably late to mid-off season, Scotty, that Hayes was um, in the lead to play fullback. Uh, he's in the uh, preseason. Uh, he played for the the Maldi All Stars and had a on and off game, and even more of an on and off game in uh, round two of the preseason challenge. Yeah, it's an interesting one because um, Braden Burns I thought played well um, at fullback, so be interesting to see. Uh, but he's been raps is that his uh, training form has been really high, and he's training the house down so well some of that footwork he showed for the Māori all-stars against the indigenous all-stars was great uh, he looked a bit shaky under the highball um but hopefully he's able to really stand up in that position in this game but also for the rest of this year on the wing scotty no real surprise here jacob Caraz on one josh at car on the other i think you can really say those two had a great year last year both of them um and I just want to highlight that try where can't kick for Karaz. You don't see a winger kick for another winger often, so that was pretty cool against the Knights. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, you're right. Pretty much two locks in there. Now, a little bit off topic, I heard somebody say that they're going to start referring to Josh Adokar this year as Jack. Oh, the the old Melbourne. J-A, the JAC. So, um, yeah. Storm Twitter was... account did that. I think people say JAC, though, don't they? Yeah, I don't know. I just but yeah, <laughs> Jack. But anyway, moving on in the centres, probably a little bit of surprise if we copped in a time machine and went back to the end of last season, Scotty, and found out that Jake Avarillo and Paul Alamotti would be starting in the centres. Yeah, Paul is a unit, isn't he? Jesus, he's yeah. a unit and a half, and he's what nineteen, twenty years old, and uh, looks like he eats dumbbells for breakfast, or you know. Kettlebells for breakfast. I don't know. That guy's huge. Um, Jake Avrilo lost the fullback position. Yeah, so that's that's probably the big surprise there. You would have thought at the end of last year, Avrilo's probably got that fullback position, especially with the absence of a recognised fullback signing. Um, so that's probably a little bit su- not surprising in the fact that um, we've seen him play there in the two preseason challenge matches. But surprising if uh, you're told that at the end of last year. I think most fans yeah, would be. Yeah. That's right. Paul Alamotti, I was expecting him to make his debut last year, to be completely honest, after he um, 
played in the preseason matches, the trials at the start of last year. So it's good to see him get his crack and well deserved. Always enjoyed watching him play the uh, the lower grades while he's coming through the ranks. So fantastic! Yeah. And congratulations to Paul on the debut. Yeah, congratulations to Paul. He's been exciting. He's been, you know, a name that a lot of Bulldogs fans know. And you can already see, like, at fan days and engagements, that he was quite popular before even putting on the NRL jersey um, for the Bulldogs. He could be so, a bit of a cult following. Yeah, well, he's huge as well. Like, so don't say anything mean to him because he'll hurt if um, <laughs> it was to hit you. Um, but I would actually make one change. Like, change. I'm a I'm a big fan of Braden Burns. I would have had him in the starting centres over Jake Avrillo if Jake was to lose his fullback spot. Interesting call that. All righty, going into the halves, no surprise here. Matt Burden at six and Kyle Flanagan at seven. Yeah, Burden coming off World Cup, origin, mm-hmm. contract, fresh contract signed. Um, no surprise. Had a bit of an off game in the preseason, but, you know, that's what preseason's all about. Dust off the cobwebs, get the get rid of the rust, um, and uh, yeah, Flanagan thought played well in the first game, mm-hmm. the preseason, and I thought he played really well with Joshy Joshy Reynolds. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if they if there's a period of time given on Flanagan, or if he's been given the whole season. It'll be interesting to see how that one pans out. I don't think you could always guarantee anyone the whole season because it is mm-hmm. top grade. You can't promise anyone anything. I think a top grade. That's right. All right, now let's move into the pack, Scott. And um, the pack's looking a little bit light after a few injuries, so we'll get into that a bit later. Uh, but starting up front, Max King, well-deserved, and Ryan Sutton, who, um, for Canberra, not a player I really noticed too often, to be honest, but when he was playing in the preseason challenge, to me, he looked like an honest worker in the pack. And... Um, mm. He's probably probably going to be a bit the same. I, I think he might go a bit unnoticed by the wider sort of fans if you're not a Bulldogs fan, but um, definitely doing his work for the for the team. Yeah, and he looks like someone as well when he scored the try. Very passionate man. He won against the Raiders. I know it was a preseason match, but it's always mm. good to, especially as a forward, you score any time. Preseason counts. It counts as a forward. That's just That's the right. rules. Um, but against your club as well, adds a bit of extra. But he looks like the type of guy. Um, that if we needed a big, he'd be someone who would try to put a big shot on if required to get a, a loose ball or try to rev up the team if needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he does, I mean, he's a, he's a pom, so he um, looks a bit hot-headed sometimes. So it could be just the, the heat out here for him, so I don't know. <laughs> at, at hooker, no surprises, Reed Marnie. Be really interested to see how he grows as a player in that position at the Bulldogs this year. But what I'm excited for, Scotty, when I look at this 13, is the next two positions, the second rowers at one edge, Viliami Kikau. On the other edge, Raymond Fatala Mariner. That looks strong to me. Yeah. Big boys. Massive boys. Both in the leadership group. One, obviously, the club captain. The other in the, in the leadership group. Two-time premiership winner on one edge as mm. well. Uh, so add to some valuable experience. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if if someone like Tevita Pengai Jr., which you'll touch up on later, if he was going to be used as an edge or a middle or yeah, well, both. The talk in the preseason was he was given the job of prop to focus on for the year. One job, not moving around is the reports from the off-season. Uh, congratulations to Raymond Patel-Mariner for his pre-week 
pre-week, midweek uh, press conference. The first one he's done as, ca- as club captain. And I thought he did a really good job. So yeah. if you haven't seen that, it's on YouTube under the Bulldogs uh, channel. So go have a look. Um, in the last position on the team list here at lock, a uh, bit of a surprise call. But for Amanu Brown is going to get the start at lock. Yeah, this one's an interesting one because I wouldn't say he was definitely in the plans and especially uh, to be in the 13. Definitely yeah. thought he had the bench spot, thought he might have edged it over Joshy Reynolds because of maybe the more the, uh, uh, more positions he can cover. Like he did a bit of lock for the West Tigers last year. He started a couple of times and came off the bench and played a bit of lock and hooker. Uh, did a very good job for the West Tigers. I think... You know, the West Tigers might yeah. bring going, why didn't we keep him? Because he was doing a very good job. He was a bit of a shining light in a really poor year for the Tigers. Um, I'll be watching him closely in this game. He spent, I think he spent some time there in the second week of the preseason challenge uh, and did, did okay. Um, but starting yeah. at lock is totally... Yeah, starting at lock is um, yeah, a different sort of ball game, isn't it? So, be interesting to see. I'm going to keep a closer eye on that, but I think both most uh, fans would have, um, you know, raised the eyebrow when they read that name on the team sheet this week. Not expecting that one. Yeah, that'd be interesting. The interesting thing too is because the lock now is changing again. Um, mm. It was that extra forward. It could still be that extra forward that mm. people need, or that extra, you know, back rower who pops up here and there. Uh, it is an extra position, and for someone like Farmy Brown who has played five eight halfback in his career, not much mm. in top grade, but has a lot in reserve grade. He's definitely going to be linking up a bit more and being that half that, or being yeah. that, sorry, that forward that tries to break the line with like short balls and the ball, the ball playing. Play. And play. then if he sees back a an opportunity, yeah, if he sees yeah. an opportunity, he'll back himself to run out of tide forward to see if he could slide himself <laughs> in, um, slide himself and make some meters. But also, uh, he's a very handy hooker, a, a very yeah. talented as well. So if uh, Reed has a, you know. Well, that's the other thing. That's, I think that was the surprise. Like, Reed's probably going to hopefully push to a lady member hooker. But um, I think the other thing we all thinking last week, Scotty, is if you have Brown on the bench, you've got that cover for hooker. And mm. we'll go for the interchange bench at the moment. But the, the cover for hooker doesn't seem to be there. So if, if Reed needs to uh, come off at any stage, Brown might already be tired and off himself. So who goes to hooker in that situation? We yeah, don't know. Will. We'll have to uh, have we'll- to find out. Well, Brown gets shifted tiredly into the hooker role after mm. making probably 30 tackles or so, and then <laughs> uh, you replace him with a forward, and then your lock completely changes into a, a middle, mm-hmm. probably. Okay, I'm going to read the interchange bench out a little bit different than you normally would. So in jersey number 15 is Corey Waddell. He gets a bench spot. Um, so a player that sort of divides opinion <laughs> in the Bulldogs fans' ranks I think um, you either love him or you really don't, it seems. So what you hear around the trap, Scotty? Yeah, I've heard people say he's an honest worker. Um, I think the common thing that everyone says is he's got a cheeky high tackle in him. Um, I yeah. don't think ever deliberate. I think it's always when he's fatiguing, he might. I think also everyone was expecting him to be to come out and be like this uh, superstar second rower when he first came into grade and... Um, expecting him to go into really big things. And he's turned into a, a bit of a toiler. So I think people just expect more than um, hmm. more of him than most other second rowers. But um, 
he doesn't reach those heights, they uh, sort of um, judge him quite harshly. Tell you what, he might play a bit of middle. He was doing a bit of middle stuff in preseason matches, so mm-hmm. I don't know if that's something yeah. that's maybe won him a spot over Andrew Davey. Possibly he has been doing that more and more. Even in um, off the bench last year, he was doing that a fair bit too. Yeah, so okay. Might, yeah, sorry, I was going to say that might have been his little trump card to win a bench spot on the edge or in the middle. He can do it. He can do it both of them. Yep. And uh, in Jersey, number sixteen, making his club a debut for the Bulldogs, Franklin Pele. Well, they need. They might need two bench chairs for him. He's a unit. <laughs> he is an absolute He's unit. Interesting, you know, with the forwards out, I, I don't. I think he would have been on the reserve list with obviously Thompson. I think if Thompson was available, um, and Tevita Pengai Junior were available, but I think he would be the one who makes room for Thompson, and then maybe someone else goes onto the bench. Um, so this is a great opportunity for Franklin Pene. But it'd be interesting to see does Kieran Serrato play the game where he only gives him like a 15 or 20 minute stint and that's it. And so mm. cause as much havoc as you possibly can. You're big, you're muscly, you're 20 minutes. I want you to rip in like this 20 minutes. I want you to be fatigued. Minutes, yeah. 15 minutes before be... half time and five, 10 minutes after half time. Yeah, like maybe. That, yeah. yeah. Something like that where he could just go, Hey, he's this, this is your game minute. You're yeah. not going to play anymore unless if injuries happen. Well, so if, I want if... you to go out there and just be ripping, just ripping and tearing. If that's the case, that sounds like the Tavita Pego Junior role. So reports during the offseason was he was going to play similar to that as a forward too. So interesting to see there. Congratulations, Franklin, on your debut. Um, we can talk about injuries later and, and how that may affect the makeup of the, the squad later. But on um, NRL debut off the bench, Jersey 14, Jaden Tenner, and Jersey 17, Jacob Preston. Congratulations yeah. to those two boys too. Well deserved. Jaden Tenner. Um, I was watching him in uh, reserve grade last year, and I knew he wouldn't be far away. So it's good to see um, some reward there for, for Jaden and uh, Jacob Preston. We talked him up a lot last week, so we don't need to go into that again and rehash that. But uh, good to see him get an early opportunity. Come a bit earlier than I was expecting, but it's good to see him uh, get a crack in the top grade. Can I just quickly say about Jacob Preston, how I said he would play NRL out of the any of the Bears? Well, he's just done it. So there, I'm now right. I'm well, he, he, right. he will he will in three days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, and our reserve bench is um, Braden Burns, Josh Reynolds, Andrew Davey, Jackson Toffany, and Jaden Ockenball. It's actually quite interesting. I just had the thought that there's probably, well, there is, there's way more experience on our reserve list than on an interchange bench. <laughs> Well, yeah, Joshy Reynolds there, abundance of experience in both NRL and Super League and Origin. Yeah. Uh, Jackson Topney, uh, Brandon Burns, Jada Lockable, way more experienced than Tanner Pele in Preston. So, yeah, we've had a few injuries uh, this week. will come to light this week, Scotty. So uh, Luke Thompson, a pretty major ankle injury. He's out for at least six months, looking like it could be a lot longer uh, as well. Then we've had... Uh, We've had, yep, we've had Chris Patolo. He's been ruled out for three months with a knee injury. And uh, obviously, Tavita Pego Jr. as well. Um, what was his injury, Scotty? Calf injury, I think. Calf injury. Least. So there and we go. Round four is what they're trying to push for. So three leg like injuries. Three leg injuries to our pack. And probably the if you're going to uh, critique our pack, 
uh, it's probably that forward pad that's looking a little bit light in experience uh, and even some size if you want to go into a to into brown starting at lock again. Mm. So we're not. I'd be very very surprised if we bash man into a victory. Um, mm. We got to have to be very mobile pack and you know mm. Maxi King's got a bit of an offload in him. Uh, he could definitely put second phase. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks like we're going to have to try to be very mobile, and it looks like just from the team list that this week we're going to be playing, trying to play fast footy and quick Fancy footy. footy. Yeah. All right. The team we're up against, the Manly Seagulls, their lineup is at fullback uh, Tom Trevojevic, Christian to a plot to a plot to a, <laughs> to a plot now on the wing with uh, Ruben Garrick. It's a bit of a tongue twister there. Brad Parker and um, Tau. Toa Kula, obviously out of practice, Scotty. Cooper Johns at 5'8", Daly Cherry Evans at halfback, Taniela Paseka and Jake Trebojevic up front, Lachlan Croker as a hooker, Okuluatu and Talangi in the second row, Kepi is the lock, the bench is KO Weeks, that's probably a bit surprising there, Ben Trebojevic, Ethan Bullamore and Josh Alloway. So they don't have the um, the biggest uh, pack off the bench either, definitely bigger than us on the field to start with. Uh, there is those Ben Condon, uh, Raymond Tuimalo Vega, Morgan Harper, Jordan Chan, Kum Tong, and uh, Toafo Sippy, which is interesting that he didn't make the uh, starting 17. Yeah, I thought there's some surprises, surprises there, but these, uh, these two teams have got new coaches. Yeah, this game could really go any, in any direction, couldn't it? Mm-hmm. Got new coaches. Manly won the preseason challenge. Yep. Um, probably deserved it, but then there's only so much you can take in preseason. There's only two games you get to play, um, yep. so it's not the most biggest reflection on the team. And then we also we've also seen years gone by teams winning both their preseason and doing nothing and top nothing in the real deal, or teams losing both their yeah preseason yep. matches and then going on to make finals. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, it's back, always, back, it's back to the bench. Yep, sorry, Lee. Uh, back to the bench of um, Tanner, Waddell, Pele, and Preston. So we did say we'd come back to this uh, after we spoke about the injuries. Uh, I forgot it for half a second there. But so who we got? We've got Thompson, Pengai Jr., and Patolo out injured. I'm having a look at this this bench. I reckon um, Thompson definitely plays and Pengai Jr. definitely plays. I'm thinking possibly Tanner in uh, Preston drops off. I'd love to watch. I'd love to see Preston stay, uh, but that's how I would feel that would make the change. How about you? Well, I At this think, stage, I think uh, Jacob Preston's forced himself into the team, um, so I think Pele drops out, and Tanner would be the two yeah, who drops out. Well, that would make sense too, because as I said, Pele could be playing that Pengai Junior type role this yeah. week. And I just feel like Pele, I think his big thing we need to work on would be his. Um, I mean, he's just being smart and aggressive. Uh, absolutely flatten the young Rays fight after being tapped in the head, um, which I was like, don't piss off a big boy. Uh, is a learning as <laughs> a lesson for. Um, but yeah, I think that would be his his biggest challenge, but. He was definitely going to play a part this year um, mm. in the side. He was definitely going to come in sometime, and he would he would have if he's killing this last cup. He would have definitely 
forced his way in there. But who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows out of if it's Preston or Pele who wasn't meant to be there in round one. But it doesn't matter. They're both there. They've both got a job to do on Saturday, Saturday afternoon. Well, there's there's a second game on Saturday afternoon too, Scotty. And it's happening before this one. Uh, the Blacktown Workers Sea Eagles up against uh, the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. You've got the team list in front of you. Let's yes, go through that at the moment. I have to grab the actual team list because I've just moved location mid uh, podcast. Um, oh, amateur. But, yeah, it was very <laughs> amateur. Uh, the laptop dying is what got me. Um, but we can definitely talk about that one. That was also on TV, by the way. Um, yeah, okay. so the re- return of Josh Reynolds to the squad. Uh, he'll be playing at halfback. Um, just pulling up the list now. So that's, I think it might be one of the highest rated New South Cup games on Fox League with everyone tuning in to see how, um, exactly how um, Josh Reynolds goes there. Interesting that he is in the number seven. Jersey? Yep. So we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, I've just put up the squad, Scotty. I can run through it here. Oh, uh, I just got it. Joe Ash Papali'i is the fullback of the wings. It's Jaden Ockenbaugh and Blake Wilson. In the centres, Darrell Skelton and Braden Burns. Um, very interesting. Skelton, I see, is very much similar to Alamote. Maybe a, a little bit more um, physical at this stage because he's played at that rugby sevens level. And Braden Burns, that's a pretty strong uh, two to five there uh, for that grade. So um, that would be interesting to watch. Blake Wilson, don't know too much about him, to be but honest. You've got to try on the uh, preseason first week match. Yeah, at, at five eight, um, my one's missing the five eight. Scott, who have we got? Uh, Carl, Carl Opelopi. Olapu. <laughs> yeah, Carl Olapu. At halfback, Joshy Reynolds. So, yeah, as I was just saying, probably a lot of people tuning in to watch Josh Reynolds play uh, against Blacktown Workers, Sea Eagles in Brookvale. Um, you wanted to make a point about that, Scotty? Interesting that Josh Reynolds was named in the seven, not the six. Yeah, I think, um, I don't know if this is a thing that, you know, if Carl Flanagan has been given a period of time or... Um, and if there was going to be a change in the halves, if the attack is not gelling at the start, Reynolds could be the, the swap into the number seven straight in. Or mm. it could just be simple by fact that they've given Josh Reynolds a number seven because he's the old boy um, who's played Origin and yeah, played respect. five matches for the Bulldogs. Yeah, and look, I think you might be on the money. I don't know about giving Flanagan... I don't know if Serrano... I don't think Serrano's given Flanagan five weeks or... 10 weeks or whatever it is. But if you do look at that halves of Burton and Reynolds, you probably say, sorry, Burton and Flanagan, you probably say um, if one of those two players were going to be dropped at some point this season, it's probably going to be Flanagan, um, not the Australian World Cup winning <laughs> New South Wales representing player. So th- you might be onto something there. Josh Reynolds in the seven. Um, might just be so we can... We heard on... Um, I can't remember where I heard it now, but I heard a Bulldogs player, I think it might have been Raymond, say that Josh Reynolds has been very vocal about the cup team and no matter what grade you're playing, playing the same style in the same way. So having him in the number seven and sliding into that, um, the systems the Bulldogs will be playing this year might be valuable in the top grade later on. Okay. Yeah. 
in the pack at prop. This one took me by a little bit of surprise, Scotty. It's the it's the young and little ish for a prop, Curtis Moran. He's becoming a dad for the second time this year. Fantastic. Yeah, That's not a surprise. <laughs> He's a he's a bit of a small body to me. He looks like the the new lock, the Victor Radley type. Um, so in prop, that's quite interesting. I thought. Yeah, no, it definitely. Um, and someone actually, I think, he's kind of gone under the radar with these new signings and stuff. He hasn't made the squad, um, the 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 squad this thing. But I, I definitely feel like he's has got definitely got an opportunity to play some top grade this year again because he's always done a good job at the NRL level. Yeah, at hooker, it's Ryan. Give him a haircut, Gray. The other prop, Billy Sarinkus, Jackson Topney, Andrew Davy in second row, and Harris Harrison Edwards at lock. That uh, back row there, the two second rows are lock. That seems very strong at this level. Oh, that could On the be your starting lock in the NRL. Well, starting, sorry, your starting back row. Sorry, apologies. But good to see Billy Sarinkus back. Yep, um, absolutely. He featured. He featured in the kettle quite a bit, so um, that was good to see in the off-season as well. On the bench, Caleb Rajab, Reese Hoffman, Zach Everton, and Jack Stringer. Bailey Haywood is the uh, 19th, sorry, 18th player replacement. So, and Jack Stringer, for a bit of a fun fact, came with uh, Jacob Preston from Bears slash Roosters. There you go. Keep an eye out for him. Um those are the two games this week that we're looking forward to watching. Um, we can't, I can't wait to get back on here next week, Scott, to really break down um, hopefully a win. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and see how the team plays with, with yeah, Fahomu Brown at lock. That's going to be interesting. The way the bench is rotated uh, and used this week is going to be interesting as well. The new style of football that the dogs are going to play. Um, the free injuries, are, I think, have really put a damper a little bit on that, Scotty. The mm. squad could look a lot stronger if those injuries didn't happen. Um, you got to feel sorry for Luke Thompson. I read, saw he hurts. only played 38 games in the NRL since coming mm. coming over to Australia. He's off contract as well. So. Yeah, he's off contract as well. So that, that will be interesting. It's going to hurt his uh, negotiations, no, no matter what happens to him. If he <laughs> stays or goes to another club or... Yeah, and I'm super excited that the New Wales Cup is on KO Sports this week uh, to see Josh Reynolds play um, and see how the New Wales Cup team, more well, the style of play. I, I've always liked the reserve grade team playing the same as the NRL team, so I hope we see that going yeah, forward. I think um, doing really well. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, you watch the six teams and they play like the NRL side. That's ridiculous. We used, to, we used to do it in the early noughties as well. Mm. Uh, so hopefully we get back to that. Um, Scotty, I feel like we've been more rusty in this episode than we were in the first episode of season yeah. 2023. And you know, like that, you know what that means, high ratings. Whenever yeah, yeah. we have an episode we feel didn't, doesn't go well, it seems to be the one that rates the most out of the other yeah, ones for some reason. Oh, for another interesting thing, I would like to see how uh, Khalid Rajab, uh, when he comes on the field, because he's a halfback, mm. Does that shift Josh Reynolds to hooker? And if that shifts uh, Joshy to hooker, um, does that mean they're the two positions that you know that Josh is covering for if anything happens? Because yeah. just well, interesting, or does he go and play hooker? You would expect that, wouldn't you? Be 
the halves and the hooker sort of back up, maybe a bit of luck as well. But all right, Scotty, let's stop dribbling. The footy's almost here. Can't wait to see the boys play. Uh, I look forward to uh, seeing you next week, Scott, to chat more about the Bulldogs.